Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams around the world about the impact they're making in their area. If you are just getting started or you're not sure where to get started, we have a free guide that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. I'm very excited to talk with Tessa and Finn today. I've been looking forward to having them on for quite some time, so I will get them in here. Hi, she. How are you? Feeling blessed. How about you? Feeling good. Feeling good. Tessa, for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and Finn? My name is Tessa. I live in Los Angeles area. And this is Finn. He's an eight and a half year old golden retriever. And we are with Alliance of Therapy Dogs, LAX Pups, and Hope Animal Assisted Crisis Response. Awesome. How did you first find out about therapy dogs, Tessa? Before I got Finn, I actually was involved in equestrian therapy. So helping kids with special needs ride horses. For every child that was riding, they required two side riders to help with the child and one who was just in control of the horse. And I loved doing that. I could see them advance physically and just gain confidence. So I was hoping when I got a dog of my own that he would be able to do that. And I first learned about LAX pups from Finn's puppy trainer. Very cool. So you got Finn hoping that he would become a therapy dog. I've had it in the back of my mind. Every dog is different. If he didn't want to do it, then we may not have pursued this path. But along our journey, I saw lots of signs that he could do it. So here we are. That's awesome. So did the two of you start out at LAX Pups or did you start somewhere else? Unofficially, we started out in the office and grew up in an advertising agency. We worked at Deutsche LA. He was an office dog. I started bringing him in when he was three months old. So very young. He was exposed to so many people, friendly dogs and just elevators, car rides, lots of things going on all the time. And I would come back to my desk from a meeting if I had left him there and people would be like laying with him in his bed or I'd get an email or a text like, I'm taking Finn for a walk. Is that okay? And I'd be like, sure. So he was very calming in the office and I taught him how to deliver paperwork to people. He had a little padded envelope that he carried in his mouth and it was an easy way to get people to sign off on things quickly. So it was just a lot of fun to have him there and to see people's reactions to him. So yeah, it's awesome. How did you know that he would enjoy doing therapy work then? He's just a really social guy. He's just happy and fun. And his big thing, even at work, he would just lay in the middle of the floor for belly rubs. And when people would leave, he would just stay there and wait for the next person. (laughs) He was a little bit of a ham. So I kind of, kind of knew. That's awesome. And he does acting work too, right? Yes, we just shot something in May for Garmin that went live, a product launch. The casting call was for a dog that would eat something off a table. So he had a scene and eat a sandwich off a table and he nailed it in one shot. Does he practice that one at home? No, but he's a foodie. So, well, I remember seeing him for the M&M's commercial during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was pretty big. It's interesting because with his acting work, you never know what is going to be. Sometimes we know in advance what's going to be requested, but 
Some of them are easy for that one. For a Super Bowl commercial, he just had to sit next to someone who was eating M&M's. But other ones, he's had to wear a wig and sunglasses and turn around on Kyo. So yeah, (laughs) some are a bit more challenging than others, but they're all fun. Yeah. It seems like some of those acting skills are similar with some of the therapy doc skills and the fact that he gets to be comfortable with a variety of people and good with cues. Yeah. And just being calm when he needs to be on set and then also being calm when there's a lot of stuff going on with lights, sounds, different actions. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, I trained him. I didn't create train him when he was younger, but we worked on that a lot. And so it really helped me that as well. So, yeah. So tell me about LAX Peps. Why was that something that stood out to you and something that you really wanted to get involved in? I thought it was something that he would enjoy and that I would enjoy as well. I think it's important for any one looking to go into therapy work to kind of figure out what you would like to do and what your dog would be interested in doing. He was used to big crowds at work coming up to pet him. So I didn't think he would have any fears about that. And when we tested for LAX pups, they have you do a walkthrough just to make sure your dog can handle that type of therapy work. And he passed and that was back in 2019. Okay, very cool. Is there a story that stands out to you from your work at LAX Pups? I just love when people come back to us multiple times and they're like, oh, my flight's delayed. I'm just going to come back again. Or like, he really has helped. One time a men's volleyball team was there and their flight had been delayed. And they shot this video of him. It was the cutest thing and put it on TikTok and it got so many views. And they're like, it's our team now. And (laughs) it's nice to be able to do this type of work and meet with people and hear their stories and what they're going through or where they're headed. Yeah, definitely. And I guess just to give some context for those who may not know, I mean, we've had Heidi and Marin on here too, but LAX Pups is the LA Airport Therapy Dog Program. Yeah. And so we work there at the airport and then the LAX Pups are requested for other special events. So we've been doing a lot of walks. So we make a wish walk twice and Ronald McDonald walk and separately American Foundation for Suicide Prevention walks. And it's just a way to get out there before the walks The people can come up and pet the dogs. And then we're just walking with the crowd, which is a lot of fun too. So I was going to ask if you actually walk with them or if you just stay in the tent. Some people stay in the tent, but Ben likes to walk around and yeah, we just go where we're needed and it's just always a fun time. That's awesome. Yeah, that walk can be a huge accomplishment for people. So I'm sure it's really great to have a dog come cheer you on. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how many teams are at LAX? Bree was asking. I think we are somewhere around 80, 90. Okay. Yeah. And the program just celebrated their 10th anniversary. So (laughs) Heidi done an incredible job starting the program and growing it and helping to start other similar programs at airports across the U.S. and internationally, too. Yeah, it's very cool the work she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, you guys started a new therapy documentary. Hope Animal Assisted Crisis Response. We had been on the recruitment list for a few years, but they weren't doing any testing during the pandemic. So last year was the first year we were able to test. 
And it was a one-day screening and a three-day workshop. Animal-assisted crisis response is a little different from regular therapy work because the hours can be longer. You could be deployed by plane, by boat. You might have to drive someplace. And we've gone to natural and man-made events and disasters. So it's a little heavier work. Yeah. Was there extra training that you needed to do for that? No, just testing was a little more intensive. They just want to make sure that dog can handle um, that type of work and that you can too. It's just a supportive network of people who have been doing this for a long time. So every time we go on a deployment, I learn so much from the people who have done it for a while and get so much good advice on how to be better or what to look out for. Each deployment is different and you might go in thinking you know what might happen and it could change completely. So our team leaders say you have to be Gumby and you have to be flexible. And, you know, once you get there, figure out where you're needed and how you're needed and especially how your dog is needed. So yeah. How those deployments been for you and Finn? They have been good. We just responded to the Cook's Corner mass shooting in Orange County mm -hmm. for certain deployments. You let your dog do a lot of the work. And if people want to talk, they can talk. Or if they just want to spend time with the dogs, they can do that too. So you just have to see what's going on and help in any way you can provide comfort and help rebuild the community after an event like that. So yeah, I imagine that those deployments are a lot heavier than say most of your airport <laughs> visits. What yep. helps you and Finsu decompress and take care of yourselves after that event? I always try and do something fun the next day, whether it's going swimming or going for a hike or just spending time together because he gives so much of himself during those deployments that it's important just to reconnect and praise him and just be with him. Yeah, I love that. What advice do you have for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? I'm just looking into, there's so many different groups, depending on what you want to do. If you want to bring your dog into the library and read with kids, or if you want to go into hospitals and visit with staff and patients, or go to the airport, and you just have to uh, take a look at all the opportunities. And once you do pass, you know, kind of look for other opportunities too, if your dog is excelling and where you might also be able to help out. So like potentially moving into animal assisted crisis response. Yeah, that's great. You and Finn are involved in a lot of things. I know which you really enjoy together. And I see you I think at every event I go to and like you're always there. But you're also involved in something called Dog Scouts of America, yeah. right? Yeah. What's that all about? So Dog Scouts of America, if you think of Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, it's like that for dogs. So you go to camp every year. We're heading out to Texas in November. It's about four days of working with your dog during almost every time block during the day. There's three different badges that you can go for, or you can take a break and not do anything. So we've earned badges in painting. Finn learned how to swipe his paw on a canvas and paint, or there's hiking, backpacking, rally, which was one year 
when he was younger, we cried for it. And it was hard for me to understand. I'm not good at that one, but came around again last year and we passed. So I was really excited about that. But you know, caching, agility, there's so many different categories. A manners one, which is good. Yeah. Become a dog scout, you have to pass the dog scout test, which is similar to the canine good citizen test, AKC. Very cool. That sounds so fun. I think that that exists. Right? You see all these dogs with their backpacks walking around. And again, it's different breeds and different sizes, ages. And a lot of people who have been going for 13, 14, 15 years, it will be our sixth year that we've been going out to camp. And it's a sleepover camp with your dogs. And it's the best time. You learn from incredible trainers. I never thought I could shape Finn to swipe and paint. It's positive reinforcement, clicker training, and that sounds so fun. You've inspired Tanya, and she said Tiana needs to do it. Now you two met at the Hope Training, right? Yeah, we met at our workshop last year, and we both passed. And I was just out in Phoenix last month doing evaluations for new potential teams, dogs and handlers. They were there as well. And Tiana was our neutral dog. So she did a great job at that. That's awesome. You're already evaluating for Hope. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a long process and it's a great organization. And we are looking to sell some spots this year. We have the LA screenings coming up in October, October 7th and 8th, and then the workshop out here the end of October. So so if anyone is interested in learning more about HOPE, you can just Google HOPE Animal Assisted Crisis Response and learn more and sign up for the workshop. Yeah. Tiana said it was really interesting being on the other side evaluating others this year. It was. It was nice to be on the other side because going in, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. They kind of give you an outline, but once you're in it, they run through mock scenarios that you might encounter and they do some just obedience tests and just a lot of evaluating how you interact with other people, how you interact with other dogs, how your dog interacts with people. And yeah, that's very cool. Jared said that it's their goal to do hope in five years. That's good. Yeah. Again, do it when your dog is ready. There's no rush. We were on the trail the other day and someone was like, oh, your dog is so calm. And I was like, yeah, he's calm. I've just been hiking him. And he's also eight and a half. Like he wasn't way, but I waited until he was four and a half to test him for therapy work. So he wasn't ready. He was a little immature. When he was in the office, he got away with a lot more than, you know, being a dog. So had to work some skills and brush up and make sure he was ready. Yeah. So with all of these things you do with Ben, because you guys spend so much time together, what have you really learned about him and about each other through those activities? Just how important your bond is together, because at times he will look to me for certain things. And I always want to make sure that I am looking out for him. So whether if all of a sudden another dog is coming, we have certain rules, we can't interact with other dogs, then I have to stand up and say, oh, we would love to say hi. But he's so just being an advocate for your dog. And just how truly amazing dogs can be. 
in multiple situations and how much joy they can bring to people. Yeah, definitely. Would you say Finn is perfect? No, absolutely not. What I would say is he has many moments of perfection and that's all I can ask because I, as a person, am not perfect either. So <laughs> I can't expect my dog to be. I don't want anyone to think I'm calling you out on that, but I know you wanted to talk about how dogs can have their moments of perfection without being required to be perfect. And that's something I learned in picking the CGC, right? You think your dog has to be perfect to pass that test. They don't have to be perfect. And even during my screening, some feedback that I received was like, let Finn position himself or do what he wants to do instead of making him stop right away or lay down. Let it be a little more natural. And he doesn't have to be perfect. He can figure out how he wants to do it. And I should go along with that. So yeah, good like that giving him a little bit more freedom and trusting him to know what to do. Yeah, they said he is an amazing, incredible dog and just let him do his work. I remember back to a moment when Finn was a puppy. Our trainer had said, do not focus on the bad things because the bad things could be really bad. But think of how much good they're doing throughout the day and focus on that and celebrate. I always just think about that and how important that is. Yeah, definitely. Cheyenne says Finn is perfect. Uh, she said that Tiana isn't perfect between 8 and 10 p.m. and you can't tell she's a therapy dog during those hours. Right. And when they can, you know, they have a lot more leniency. <laughs> but when they're they there are certain things that they have to do. And so we be respectful of that. Yeah. Yeah. Ben also has his advanced and urban CGC titles, right? Yes. So we did that, I think, a couple of years ago. And it was just something that I wanted to test him for. And it actually, they were pretty easy tests. So I would recommend if your dog has CGC and a lot of experience to go for those other titles too. Did you find that looking at those other titles was helpful in your bond and in the other work that you do together? I just wanted to make sure that he could do everything on the list for those and he could and we got the titles and it was a nice sense of accomplishment for me as his guardian and his handler and his mom and for him. So yeah, that's great. Is there anything Finn can't do? <laughs> but he can't do a bow. I've been to the lab for a long time, but <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but there aren't a lot of cute tricks that people know. Like, I will bring up one Tiana that is able to photograph her trading cards. So she just like pause it on cue. Or this other dog was a reading dog. And the handler would cue the dog to take a closer look at a certain picture. And then the dog would nose touch it. And I thought that was really cute. Or sometimes at the airport or in other therapy work, if a child is afraid, I just say, you know what you could do? You could wave to them and just have them wave. And then all of a sudden they get like a little confident because they just wave. And sometimes he wags his tail back. And I was like, he's waving. Yeah, you. And it gives them a little confidence. And then they go up and pet them. Not all the time, but even just waving and having them make a little bit of a connection if they're scared, it's fine. But again, not forcing it. So 
Yeah, that's so cute. I love it. What's Ben's favorite trick? Probably a head down. He has a pretty good mouth hold too, can hold toys. And that one is requested a lot on set, either holding a leash or something in his mouth. So yeah, but the most important ones are sit, stay, and lay down because that's what is needed most of the time. And he can hit a mark, which is cool. What do you mean he can hit a mark? So if you place a mark on the ground, to walk over to it and stop there. Gotcha. Very cool. I imagine that one's really important in his acting roles. Yeah, because if they want him to go to a certain spot and sit down there or lay down. And also working with your dog to give them cues from a distance and without speaking. So yeah. Awesome. Well, Tessa, is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? I'm just like so grateful for you and the work that you're doing to share all these stories because each person and each dog's journey is different. If I got another dog, we might train a little bit differently because we don't have the same experiences. So each dog is different and they have different strengths and you need to work on what they excel on and also work on what they need help with. So just reinforcing the great behaviors and working on what they need to so and just being open to feedback from people who have been doing it for a long time you can always learn something and learn by observing or learn by listening and just seeing the great work that other people are doing is awesome and motivating and Well, thank you for being a part of that and sharing your experiences. I know so many people have tried different things out because they've heard about them here or found out about them. So I'm really, really happy to share your story, too. You might see some new people at Dog Scouts America. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tessa. Okay. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. Bye.